We're back on Money Talk. I am Andrew Work, and it is time for The View from Mainland China with Raymond Young, Greater China Chief Economist at ANZ. Uh, good morning, Raymond. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you back on the show. Um, lots of news coming out uh, from China from late last week, and then we had the, no, the news of the uh, OPEC uh, oil production cut overnight. Where do you want to get started? Um, I think that um, is probably uh, some sort of expected because of the global slowdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is uh, perhaps uh, obviously uh, pos- trying to help the oil market to stabilize. Now, look, um, currently that uh, the world's been uh, affected um, in terms of the sentiment affected by this uh, banking crisis uh, recently. And probably the market is um, looking at the chance for the U.S. recession uh, will be very high and uh, coming uh, sooner than expected. So uh, I won't be uh, too surprised uh, with the uh, supply cut um, um, in terms of the oil supply. And uh, that's a uh, perhaps a uh, natural response to the global economy. And of course, that it helps um, stabilizing the oil price. It may not be that positive to uh, curb the inflation to some extent, but uh, obviously we look at more on the, in terms of the economic fundamental. China is still doing well. Uh, with a surprising PMI, and hopefully that can also be a positive factor for them to consider. Mm. And I mean, I mean, so how does this oil production? I mean, it's going to uh, if it increases shipping costs, that might impact on their exports to the United States, Europe, and other markets. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, trying to just importing energy for energy use. Um, but I also have this question in the back of my mind that I, I kicked out the first part of the show: is 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 it possible that China locked in at lower prices with Russia? that'll help to insulate it from some of the impact of price rises? The deals between China and Russia, is, uh, no one knows you know, what the price that they have set and how long mm. the contract they have signed. Yeah. So uh, perhaps right now, uh, even though everybody knows that uh, Russia is still supplying oil to both China and India, but at the same time, you know, how much did they get and how deviate or the gap between the price and the deals uh, with the international price, it's very hard to say. Uh, why? Probably uh, everybody is expecting also that uh, the uh, supply uh, from uh, Russia, from the Chinese point of view, is more a, from a strategic um, consideration. So um, the, their, their deals, you know, between Russia and China, you know, to, um, compare with the rest of the global market is uh, kind of difficult to know um, how would be the impact mm. and um, between you know the deals with the uh, global market uh, outlook going forward. Yeah, and I mean, China's kind of been trying to uh, re- uh, reaffirm its commitment to engaging in international markets. I know you've been you've been tracking uh, what's been happening at the China Development Forum and the Bao Forum. Um, sorry, uh, Andrew, can I say that again? Yeah, yeah, I know you've been tracking what's been going on with China in terms of the China Development Forum and the Bao Forum. Yeah, um, I think this, uh, like last week, the PMI surprise on the upside. Um, Apparently, not only industrial, the industrial uh, manufacturing PMI, but also the service sector, you know, have been uh, pretty strong. Um, I think it's the best reading on, on manufacturing PMI since 2011. And I've been to Guangzhou, you know, recently and see that lots of people are <laughs> swing around in the traffic. And um, the domestic tourism is expected to be very strong this week, too, because of the Qingming holiday. So I, I believe that the demand for energy uh, obviously gets some uh, short-term boost because of the reopening. Mm. Um, and the uh, question is how long this can sustain. Now, I, I just think that in the second quarter, 
China's uh, growth momentum will continue. Uh, but over the longer run, uh, longer term, as you know, that my core view is that how uh, whether China can sustain this growth lasts until perhaps second half of the year depends more about the property markets, whether that can uh, come back so that the actual growth number um, will um, go, you know, uh, meet the government targets now. About 5% is not difficult to achieve, but our forecast 5.4%. So I, I think that the don't count, um, I won't count on, you know, China growth momentum to be able to sustain the uh, oil market, you know, in terms mm. of the overall outlook, because, look, because of the U.S. and other, the rest of the world is still uh, slowing down. Yeah, but you said uh, the property markets are going to be more important. Uh, what indicators do you look at for where you think the, uh, the, the, uh, the recovery of the Chinese property market is going? Property sales uh, been in, uh, had some sort of improvement in the first uh, two months, um, and uh, some of the month-on-month um, uh, uh, increase in price, too. Now, obviously, that's a, a comparison with the fourth quarter has been hugely affected by the lockdown at that time. Uh, so going forward, I will look at more on the uh, property investment, uh, which is more indicative. Now, it, uh, of course, our view is that uh, compared to last year, it's still, it will still be contracting, uh, but with a less contraction, uh, which means that uh, compared with the second half last year, there might be some improvement because of the government support that projects can uh, still be uh, completed. There's a kind of consumer protection uh, to ensure that people can get what they pay uh, for the project and get the uh, apartment and the, the house delivered to them. But uh, overall, it all depends on the sentiment. If the, if the property is not an investment good um, from the Chinese household point of view, it's hard to see a full-fledged recovery. Right. I mean, so the, uh, more regulation of the property market. How about the financial sector? I know we've all, ever since the big NPC meetings, we've you know been trying to see more details come out about the, the change in the financial regulatory structure. What's your take on that? Um, I think that's a uh, recorded uh, financial overhaul, so basically, uh, which means that they are um, eager to centralize the uh, whole financial system. It's now, you know, it's a, obviously this financial, the whole financial system is governed at the party level uh, with the central financial um, commission uh, or committee, you know, at the party level in order to regulate uh, overall development and also at the state uh, council level state administration for financial regulators more centralized function get some of the micro potential um, work has been done at the previously the CBI house now they changed the name so it's kind of a centralization and trying to see this as a national issue uh, obviously they look at this as a national security issue as well um, don't see uh, that on one hand they know that financial sector is very important to keep the uh, economy running uh, by supplying financial resources but at the same time they don't want to see uh, any crisis that would uh, may happen you know if they don't manage that very well they don't want to see a banking crisis in China similar to what happened in the rest of the world so with this uh, global development now I think it's more reinforced that believe that the Chinese system need to be very centralized in order to prevent any systemic risk. Hmm. We've got 30 seconds. Uh, outlook on Chinese stocks in general. I see something here from Saxo Capital Markets. They're saying that they think that uh, the world is underweight and there's good prospects for Chinese stocks in Q2, Q3. 20 seconds, go. Not in my, uh, my, not in my position to comment on the equities markets. I cover more on the macro financial. But mm, okay, <laughs> fair enough. 
uh, currently the uh, momentum has been gaining in the short run. I think the sentiment to Chinese economy is remaining pretty cautiously optimistic. Okay. Well, we'll take it there. Thank you very much. Raymond Young, Greater China Chief Economist from ANZ. Thank you for joining the show today.